Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star. Urge Jelly lose the smoke to shut. We about to talk about bullshit pictures. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star. Urge Jelly lose the smoke to shut. We about to talk about bullshit pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor. Our favorite, favorite actor. actor. To immediately get off subject, I I know you heard that song that Will I Am did with uh Yeah, that song was garbage if it's it, the one uh where she sounds just like Fergie. Oh wait. You got the, are you talking about uh is one of those girls that uh all the rappers kept talking about. Yeah. Aisha Nope. Something India Love? Is it that yeah, that when I did the the one with the A Marie sample, yeah, I hated. You know that's, she sounded just like yeah, Fergie. Yeah, she sounded crazy. <laughs> that's disrespectful to a classic song. Yeah, that's disrespectful to Fergie. Fergie yeah, now, Fergie. She was yeah, ever since she did the uh, national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play some basketball. <laughs> All right. Uh, well. Y'all know what this all means. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, what you might call it, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but from jump, no street, get off subject and get to talking about uh, movies. 21. Nope, something else. But you, but you can almost yeah, guarantee that we that might hard. maybe mention individuals who make up the name of this here. You might know who this is. This is Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Leo the Average, a.k.a. the guy no one knows, but I'll still act like everybody know me. Everybody know it. No Campbell. I feel like a song from like 2009. Yeah, I, I just said a hard bar. Nah. Uh, Everybody man. know me. Oh, my Campbell. gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I am no longer a Nantonio Brown. Yeah, that's no, over. No Navion Bell. Yeah, that's over. That's <sighs> disappointing. So when the season starts, I will be Nuna Smith-Schuster, Ben Nathlisberger, Names Connor, and so on and so forth. Also, you can call me Nace. Because you're a fan of uh, Murder Mace? Nah, because us coming out this Thursday. Nace. Okay. <laughs> they said Nuss. But then that, that just, just sounds, sounds nasty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, oh, what's that coming out of your leg? Nuss. Nuss. <laughs> Oh, coming out of him. You already know it's Captain Naval. <laughs> okay. I guess that coincide with belly rolling. You got yeah, I mean, I have belly rolling, silk pajamas and all that. Stomach thing going on. Hey, call me Nathan Marvel. <laughs> Wonder Nate. Wonder Nark. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Super snitch. <laughs> It's the super snitch (laughs) Telling on everybody in a city near you With nuts dripping out his mouth (laughs) (laughs) They ain't even got to Nave feet apart 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or five data part. Hey, what is no manchas frida too? <laughs> what movie is that? <laughs> that somehow managed to get in the top ten spots. It is light at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and man, you know it is the Fitbit Messiah himself, the one okay. and only Man. Listen as the watch clickle clackles or whatever sounds watches make. My Rolly don't TikTok. Wahing pennies worth, aka push gays who I am, aka Kayanya Taylor Joy Van Zan, aka Kai Dallas Line, aka OG Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, aka Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Neon Ember, Raymond Kane, Uncle Hami, the Big Man, Hoodie K, Sweet Lady, would you be my sweet love for? A, a lifetime. lifetime. I'll, I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Like a notification. Some of that black tie. It's getting warmer outside. That's the type of music it's right here. Getting hot outside. It's getting 40 degrees out here. You know 40. Woo. All right. You see any movies since the last episode? If you look at my notes, because the memory is memories fade and the cold is winter. I fell asleep on Christopher Robin. Uh, How? I mean, it was entertaining. Just. Like, that's not the type of movie you start at 9.30. Ah, yeah, that's a midday joint. <laughs> you got to watch that early. Even Winnie the Pooh's style of humor can't keep you up. Man. You're already about to be sleepy. It was pretty funny, and when it came on, I realized, I was like, now, I know they're imaginary. Were they also stuffed animals? Because I really sat there, and I'm like, Tigger's a tiger. He's very small. Winnie the Pooh is a bear, and he is very small. <laughs> I'm not sure. So they're just like, like Christopher Robin imagined them to be very small animals. People were seeing them in real life. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, they're also not imaginary. But I thought the concept of this was, as a maybe that's just a freaky world where they just live in this freaky land and they're weirdos. I'm about to look this up. I need to know if they're supposed to be imaginary, but. I felt like they should have, they were like stuffed animals because why are they that small? <laughs> but that's besides the point. I'll look that up. shooting up. guard. Uh, oh my gosh. Royce said that, so you can't say it's yeah. whack. It's whacker when Royce ain't saying it. <laughs> and uh, I watched a, a 2020 documentary called The Dropout, which was pretty good. It's about this lady, Elizabeth Holmes, who's now being sued or whatever for a massive fraud. Uh, she 
invented, I forget what it was called, like Theranos or something, where they said you can just prick your finger and it'll draw a small amount of blood and it do all this, and they have a machine that can do all the same thing that happens when you get your blood test and your lab work done. They can do it with one, just one small drop of blood and do it in under four hours. And that turned out to not even be possible. <laughs> so, and this happened, and she became, before Kylie Jenner, she was the youngest female billionaire, but then she lost it all, of course, because people were getting sick, and it was it was showing people had high levels of insulin. People were like, I got diabetes. <laughs> and then their real doctor would run the test, like, you're healthy as a horse. Somebody died based off these numbers and stuff, so... That's a pretty good documentary And just like how the Fire Festival Had two documentaries come out at the same time Another one came out on HBO Or comes out today as a recording So I'll probably watch that But the lady was talking And I'm like man she kind of sounded like Jennifer Lawrence And I had looked uh, Looked the lady up and they're making a movie Based on her directed by uh, Adam McKay starring Jennifer Lawrence Okay, But they went based off a voice That's rare (laughs) Usually they go based off of looks Because she really doesn't look like her at all but yeah, I watched that and that was pretty good. Other than that, I did not see anything. It was a light week at the movies. Dang, you didn't see Wonder Park? That's crazy. Nah, I ain't seen the Wonder Park. All right, myself, I saw one movie at the movies and one movie on Netflix. The first movie I saw was Greta, and that was at the movies. Second movie you saw was Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase. Definitely was not. That's on Netflix? <laughs> No, never mind. That's at the movies, I think. I definitely didn't see that. But it shouldn't be at the movies. It <laughs> reads Hallmark to me. They got a high Rotten Tomato score. That's crazy. The spoiler alert for what we predicted on it wasn't close. <laughs> but um, so I watched Greta. Love that movie. Can you remind me what uh what y'all said about the movie? It you and milkshakes when y'all was talking about it. I was not fans of this movie. The logic was very poor. Uh. The acting was a little, well, Chloe Grace's at the beginning was a little off. Overall, I didn't really like the movie. Okay. I hated this movie. <laughs> mind you, I was asleep for about 50% of the time. <laughs> I, I saw the whole first half, and then once, I guess, the more juicier stuff started happening, like after she was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that was going to spoil it. It's been long <laughs> enough, and this movie's whack. Yeah, ain't nobody watching this movie. Um, that's when I started dozing in and out. I was like, this movie is wiggity. <laughs> oh, like like, you, like y'all said, the logic was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, Chloe Grace Moretz's character, I don't even know what it is. So is that's how much I care about this movie. I don't know what the main character's name was. It Jeez. was Emily, Tawny, Tawny. Uh. What was it? Francis. Francis. It up. Her name wasn't Francis in this movie. Can what nobody tell name? me her name was Francis? It says Francis finds a handbag on the New York. Nah, show. that ain't. It wasn't Francis. There ain't no way. I heard her answer the phone and say, "Is this?" Nah, I ain't hear Francis. Her name was Francis. Yeah, y'all can't tell me her name was Francis. But, um, yeah, her the logic of her character was so dumb from the taking the bag, from going in the house to letting this little old lady do just crazy stuff to her to yeah, that was... from the people who were just letting this old per- old lady she's not even really yeah she look old and then she don't look old, yeah. but letting this little lady do the terrifying stalkerish stuff it, it was, was just, crazy. 
Uh, and Chloe Grace Moretz acting at the beginning was mm-hmm. beyond. This is like another streak of movies where the actors uh, acting at the beginning of the movie is very bad. Like, it was bad. Like she didn't show any sort of emotion in anything. She yeah, she was, was just plain. Yeah, she she could tell she just didn't care about dry. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> that was whack. Um, Isabella Hubbard, Hubert, whatever you pronounce her name, Greta. I mean, her. Her uh, accent forced me to not know if she was doing a good job or not, but she was dancing, and that yeah, was funny. That little twinkle toes thing she did was crazy. <laughs> she was after she did something crazy, she put out the little jig, and I thought that was probably the most entertaining part of the movie. Uh, where were my notes? There was a movie uh, where Moretz and her friend were just chatting away in a movie, and I thought. <laughs> That ain't something I really want to see while I'm watching a movie. Getting yeah. other people to go ahead to chat away while I'm trying to watch this uh, this awful movie. And I did I didn't like her friend also. <laughs> I didn't yeah. like the way she. <laughs> yeah, Brianna said she was sucked at acting, but I couldn't they, really they tell. They keep doing these little. Some movies have a hard time doing uh, the main lead's uh, friend character. Oh, there was the one scene where um, Greta was texting her friend and the dad with pictures. To let her know that she was all right. <laughs> and when she sent her friend the picture of them uh, s- snorkeling or in the ocean or something, a uh, sky, whatever she said, it was some from such a far angle. Oh, yeah. There was no way you could believe that, was that crazy. she took that picture. I was like, you got to be kidding. Her friend looked at the phone like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> What? The dad was so happy to be getting pictures from her da- his daughter's vacation. Yeah, like, come on. When has she ever done that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when he came into that, for one, <laughs> when he came to the apartment and he buzzed, or he, like, buzzed to be let up, and her friend was like, oh, yeah, come on in. And then <laughs> was kind of surprised when he came to the door and was like, what are you doing here? Yeah, he like, just oh. tell me I can come up. Like, who wrote this movie? And when she when he was like she's not here and he like looked through a couple spots, he didn't like go like deep looking, (laughs) open like a cabinet. (laughs) That that was bizarre. And then when they got her to help uh, uh, find Francis, I suppose was her name. He was done. He ain't like to show no more effort and (laughs) find his daughter. Oh man, that movie was whack. I was very disappointed in this movie. I, it's not that I wanted it to be good, based off how y'all was talking about it, but at least thought it'd be like entertaining. It was exhausting, mind you, I fell asleep for so long, and uh, it was only like an hour and a half. Brianna stayed up to the whole thing, and she said it wouldn't end. And I was like, it was only, it was only an hour and thirty minutes. It was like it felt like it was much longer than that. So that's not a good thing. Say that. Said that. Yeah, I would like to know why Greta was a psycho. I didn't feel like that was explained. But oh, mind yeah, you, yeah. all that stuff could have been explained if I was Wasn't while it, asleep. I guess because her his her daughter's dead or whatever happened. Uh, I thought she killed her daughter though, with her like crazy parenting. That what happened? Mind you, I was asleep, so I could be <laughs> I could be making. I this fell asleep too, so I ain't even <laughs> necessarily. I feel like they kind of touched on that and then didn't make a big deal about it after they after that one lady spilled the beans about. I know you like that. Yeah, I know you like that scene when uh, Francis goes and meets up with uh, another lady that f- was finding uh, Greta's bags or whoever that was, daughter's friend or whoever that lady was. That oh, the girl from Velvet Bustle. 
I believe that's that who that was. I think she was. That made one appearance and never was appear again. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really like that. This movie just it just felt very lazy. And we've seen this type of like story before, you know, kidnapping and just things of that nature. We've seen this story millions of times before, but this one just didn't do anything entertaining. It treaded familiar territory and did it in the laziest, just illogical possible way. So mind you, I took some mad naps in this movie, so <laughs> take my opinion with a grain of salt if you want, but I still feel like if I was up for the whole thing, I still wouldn't like it. All right, moving on to the Netflix part of things. I watched Triple Frontiers since it decided to not play me this time and actually be on Netflix like it was supposed to. Um, This movie was cool. There's nothing like spectacular about it, but it wasn't whack. Now, it was very depressing. <laughs> now, if you're a person who likes the almighty dollar... This movie will show you mad ways to see money disappear <laughs> after you work hard to get it. That's basically what this movie was about. This gang does this heist and then slowly watch the money disappear. And it was just, just depressing to see all the different avenues that they lost the money. Um, I expected better shootouts, you know, we'll call it duty style type of stuff. Didn't really get it. You got some moments, but not to the level I was expecting. The cast was cool. Just it's just funny when you think about who was actually gonna originally star in this from Tom Hanks and Johnny Depp to Will Smith to yeah, Mark crazy. Wahlberg to Ben and Casey Affleck starring in it at the same time to Tom Hardy and Channing Tatum. <laughs> just <laughs> all combos. different people. The fact that they were still able to end up with Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hunlin. Pedro Pascal, I believe is his name. Still a pretty good cast, so that something about this movie must have been calling him. Now, is it great enough for the cast? No. <laughs> but it was, like I said, it was a cool movie. Um, needed more deaths. More violence. Uh, I needed more uh, physical losses and not metaphorical losses. Um, and I needed a better heist scheme but even with all that said the movie was cool and um that is all i watched so let's get into numerous topics that we could quickly breeze through because a lot was going on in the the entertainment slash movie industry this past week Mm -hmm. first up the big news james gunn is back as the writer and director of guardians of galaxy volume three Side note, DC producer says James Gunn will not rush the Suicide Squad for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. He's going to take his time, and after he's done with that, then he can go on to Guardians. He he can't confidently say that, because if Marvel tells him Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 2022, that's when the movie's going to come out. He's going to have to make it. So... Guardians Volume 2 came out in 2017. The next one right now ain't coming out to at least 2022. That's a that's a big gap. Yeah. They don't usually go that long for like uh individual installments. Even the big team ups they didn't go that long. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see the how they go about it with it being so far off and how people respond to it. Will they be over it? Will they be uh, happy to see it? Are they going to have to reverse some deaths from yeah. the end game? Are people going to be dropping out by then? Is Chris Pratt going to work out? Yeah, he's going to have to. Yeah, he got enough time to rework out. Did he stop just, like, is it 
He's like, like, got did he, it. Did he plateau? Does he not work out no more? Like, does he I, eat bad and it's harder to keep up? He said, I did this movie. I became an action star overnight, and, and now I can get any role I want that requires action. <laughs> I don't need to be in shape. Um, he also it was said that this Suicide Squad is going to be a total reboot. Oh, so not a reimagining like they were saying before. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me what Disney had to do to get him back besides beg. Because there is no way they was like, hey, we changed our mind. You want to do this? He's like, <laughs> sure. There had to be some behind the scenes begging. Yeah, they probably some- definitely begged, gave him his money up, gave him half his money up front. And sorry that. Cause they gave him more um, say on the movie because I feel like he already had a lot yeah, of say. Yeah, he already pretty much let, let him do what he wanted to, so I don't know what else he could possibly have been given. It's just so weird because it's been almost a year since he was fired, and then for him to come back all this time later. Like, what was Dis- what was Disney's end game? Especially when they were saying like, um, we weren't really looking at anybody else to 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 take over the duty, so. What were y'all doing? Y'all was either going to hope hope this was the route that was going to happen, or were y'all just planning to cancel this movie in its entirety and just was just slowly doing it? Yeah. Because that's just, that's just weird to say y'all put this movie on a definite hold, but then, like, like we never planned on replacing them. Yeah, Ooh. so I don't... They just wanted, they wanted time to pass. They wanted all that outrage to die down. Maybe they told James Gunn, like, yo, all right, you, uh... You know we gotta do something about this, right? Like, you know, we're in the era where you gotta punish those who did stuff about ten years ago before they even <laughs> people really care. So this is what I'm gonna do, even if it's not a crime. Yeah, just because you tell a little some bad jokes, whatever. So this is all this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna say we fired you, come back to you in like a year and say we hired you again. So you can do whatever you want. Just go about it like you fired. If you gotta take a role here, go like go take some with DC. Yeah, That'll really make people think we fired you for real. Then like, yeah, it's real. <laughs> so then we're gonna announce that you back, but we never actually let you go. So I'm really, you know. I, I, I'm, I have total confidence that he won't direct Suicide Squad. <laughs> All right, we put that on the record. You are saying that he will definitely. I not. really feel like he will not end up directing this. All right, he'll probably have the original. Uh, it's gonna say story by James Gunn. <laughs> when that movie come out, that's what it's going to say. All right, so all right, so he's still gonna get the writing credit. Yep, he's gonna he get the writing not credit. Not directed. He's not directed this movie. <laughs> all right, this is gonna be interesting. I want to see how he's going because DC will hate him forever and he'll nah they ain't, they ain't that desperate or that confident in themselves enough to be like we'll never work with you again you're like <laughs> if you'll take us yeah even though they are getting a little little bit bold like yeah, we got Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Aquaman we about, to, we about to have Shazam and I don't want Shazam to do well <laughs> just don't don't look good to me that's one of the movies I ain't got to, like, it's it's a whole thing when you go see a nice little superhero movie. You got your little routines or whatever. Shazam, I'll see it however I see it. <laughs> like I might stream it online. If I see it on Sunday rather than <laughs> Monday after work or something. Yeah, it's going to feel weird when I'm, I'll probably most likely still see it on Thursday night, but it's really going to feel weird. Like, I'm here in the theater, but. This ain't got that oomph. It's, it's not, it's, I'm not in the mood to see because don't. I ain't never like the commercial just ain't funny to me. I just gotta see it so I can be so I can immediately say, "Yep, I knew this was whack." Or like, yeah. oh, "This be good." I can't, I can't, this movie's hilarious. I, see, and that's why I can't figure it. it's not funny. That movie cannot possibly be funny. I ain't in the maybe I just ain't in the movie that type of humor. <laughs> Shazam! That don't make exclamation point. 
with Jaiman Hansu again. I've seen Jaiman Hansu so much in yeah. the last couple years. Box office king right there. <laughs> he probably just slowly climbing up the uh, yeah, highest yeah. grossing actor. Yeah, like I'm up there with uh, The Rock and Samuel Jackson yeah, and give, Robert Downey. That doesn't give me my. Uh, uh, my problem. Let me pull that up. I need to know how much money Jaimin Hans has made in the box office. I mean, but if it's super low, like, oh, he really don't got no good <laughs> yeah. movies. I don't even know how to spell his name. D J. <laughs> no, Ficky Ficky. Oh my gosh, Jaimin, Jaimon. Yeah, I still there they don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Yeah. I call him Dijmon. box. I'm office. surprised you just, just talk. Uh, that Godiva who be in those Marvel movies. Okay. I would never refer to him as Godiva. Oh, but there are people you would refer to as. Uh, if their first name starts with Godiva. Right. Um, sure. He's only been in 17 movies? Dang. This can't be possibly right. Was he not popping before Blood Diamond? Okay, that's how many he was supporting in. Um, He has not. What six movies has he been the lead in? Besides, uh, yes, Amistad and <laughs> Southern Slave movies he was doing for a while. All right, he's not necessarily like his worldwide as a supporting actor. 17 movies is, wait, oh, that says billion. Five, almost six billion. Who, I mean, like, who can I compare that to? Uh, six billion as a supporting, as a leading Two hundred and thirty-six million as a lead member in the ensemble. Seven hundred eighty-one million. So, oh, yeah, here's his rankings. Latest ranking on he is hundred stars. Where is he at? Top hundred stars leading roles in. This is too hard to understand. Yeah, he's just like, just he, tell me what he is compared to other people. He's like, he ain't made it there yet. We got the full breakdown. Oh, here, oh, he's ranked sixty-three of current actors or all time. I, I don't know if this is of all time of current. All right, well, he's a sixty-three million dollar. Nope, sixty-three, the best actor of all time. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I see. I mean, the movies he's been in: Captain Marvel, Aquaman, Furious Seven, Guardians of the Galaxy, right. How to Train Your Dragon Two. He got two classics in there. <laughs> this dude's all his movies make money now, so he's a box office king. Him and Tyrese. Okay, so he's he's improved from doing movies such as Elephant White and Special Forces. Yeah, you got to get your bad movies out the way, uh, so just so people can see you. See how you acting in them bad movies. Star score. So he was a superstar in in the mid two thousands, and then he fell off. Now he's back to being a star. He's off the Richter. Apparently, he's off the Richter scale on this. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's Jimon Hansu. Good job, Jimon. Or well, however you say his. Yeah, Digimon, Jimon, Digimon, Digimon, Digimon monsters, Digimon are the champion. Um, Change into digital champions to save the digital world. World. Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon are the champions. Ah, back when people used to confuse that with Pokemon. Yeah, don't confuse them. <laughs> what if? Oh yeah, this just popped in my head. What if <laughs> Disney just told uh James Gunn that he'll let Dave Bautista stay on if he comes back? 
I guess I, I it was enough to satisfy what he <laughs> needed. So. He's like, all right, cool. I, <laughs> that that's, that's my guy. I, I want to work with him. So that means that means Dave Bautista can't be in Suicide Squad then. He can't uh, be playing both sides. You never know. <laughs> you might already sign on the dotted line. But yes, if, if if James Gunn doesn't direct the Suicide Squad, then they gotta get rid of all those stupid characters that they decided to throw in. Because he's the only director that I can think of that I would trust to do something with Polka Dot Man. He he gotta kill him off. He gotta actually live up to the title Suicide Squad and kill these characters off. But he can maybe do some justice to these characters that nobody, I'm sure, cares about. All right, so shout out to James Gunn for actually uh, being done right by Disney. Disney made a mistake, but it t- they righted their wrong, even though it took them a while. Now we got to wait for uh, extra years for the next Guardians to come out. But yeah. I guess beggars can't be choosers. All right, keeping it pushing, uh, going over to DC. Oh, my gosh. Ezra Miller is rewriting the Flash script. With or as Grant. you call him, Ezzy Bear. I would never. That's just not my cup of tea. Tiavana? Nah, I was, I was trying to lob a good punchline up to you, but you just didn't take it. Um, but yeah, he's writing it with Grant Morrison, famed comic book writer. So here's the tea, sis. <laughs> um, according to The Hollywood Reporter, star Ezra Miller has been clashing with the writers slash directors of the Flash, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Mind you, I know you're probably thinking like, uh, I thought the Rick Famuel or such and such was doing the we Flash. Know it was a gazillion people yeah. in between then. These are just the latest culprit. And of course, the latest one that seems to have been sticking around the longest, Ezra got a problem with. <laughs> yeah. He don't like the, the creative vision that they're taking. The filmmakers clearly want a lighter take. Yeah, and they just so happen to be two people that's wrote hits. Yeah. But... Uh, but don't take their advice. But Miller is still in the DCEU way of things, the Zack Snyder the era, and he yeah. wants to go the darker route. Now, how can, can, one can even picture a darker uh, Flash movie with Ezra? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's that, Ezra. You gotta understand, you're not you're not Dark Man. Yeah, you you were the comic relief in Justice League. <laughs> so what? I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe he really wants to be like Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman style dark. Is that is that the level dark he's trying to go? Superman wasn't good, so he shouldn't. And what movies does Ezra wrote? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, he, took, he was like, you know what? Uh, people who's uh, proven writers, let me put this in my hands. <laughs> and um, what else? To settle the conflict, Warner Brothers has hired Miller and Superstar Comics. <laughs> and they Scrum. did it. <laughs> that's what's crazy. <laughs> All right, we'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Dude, I'm typing Ezra Miller. Uh, to hire uh, and comic scribe Grant Morrison to pen a rewrite of the script. Those unclear if it's still based on the Flashpoint comic storyline. <sighs> so I also read that somewhere that Warner Brothers is using this as a trial for Ezra. If they don't like the script, they're firing him and going with John uh, Daly Francis, whatever his name is. But if they like it. <laughs> They're going to keep them on, but then that's possibly mean they're going to have to lose their director because the director is going to be like, no, yeah. y'all hired me to do this take. Then y'all let the little star get all in his feelings and then go with his idea. I ain't doing this movie. I ain't feeling it now. They're going to have to, they're going to, it's going to end up with a different actor. He wants to play the Flash so bad for some reason. Might as well end up with a different actor. Uh, Henry Cavill's basically out the door. Ben Affleck's gone. Yeah. Uh, and they already, they when I was reading about the Batman movie coming out, I'm like, it already don't make sense to me. They said it was going to take place in like the 90s. 
but still be in the same universe. Nah, that ain't right. And, I'm, and he's going to be in his 20s in the 90s, meaning about 20-something years later. That means ben, either Ben Affleck was supposed to be or this modern-day Batman is going to be nearly 50 or in his 50s. They wanted him to be old. That's why they gave him the grace. I just don't know what year they yeah. was going for. Y'all right. can just not put it in the universe. It's fine. Let's see what you, your boy has, he, has, if he's written anything. I mean, he's barely been in movies, so <laughs> let alone write anything. He played, yeah, there's a perfect name for Ezra. He played Tucker Bryant yeah. on Royal Pains. Yes. Yeah, and he played Damien Patterson on Californication. You know, Damien, he's definitely a Tucker, though. I don't see any writing credits for the young man. Hey, I've dude. seen the fact that he's played only two characters in the last. Because um, he's been keeping his schedule open for The Flash. <laughs> four, four years. Hey, he signed a big contract with Fantastic Beasts. He did keep his options open for the Flash, so he's like, he got right. this Flash role based off of Trainwreck. Man, you know he got it based off of Perks of being a Wallflower. That was so many years ago, prior to yeah, Batman like, versus Superman. He do he he got it because the movies he's done that I've heard of, which are Perks of being a Wallflower. Stanford Prison Prison Experiment, Trainwreck, and then Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Fantastic Beasts, Justice League, Fantastic Beasts. His filmography ain't bad besides, you know, Justice League, uh, Batman vs. Superman, Superman, Suicide Squad. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, that. But other than that, Stanford Prison, Ex- Stanford Prison Experience, Experiment was good. Trainwreck was great. Shout out to Bron Bron. Um Person being a wallflower is best role easily to this date. So he's now and that was seven years ago. <laughs> so he's I mean he got a good filmography, but it just he ain't he ain't living up to his potential. Yeah. But with all that said, you think Warner is gonna actually accept his script? Nah. Unless unless the comic book writer makes it real good, but Yeah, Ezra just must be in his ear like, hey, darker, put this in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, so and this off so Tell me again, you think Warner is going to accept Ezra's script for The Flash? Nah. Unless they want Ezra to also direct it. Yeah, because <laughs> y'all letting him write. You might yeah. as well let him direct the thing, too. Y'all ain't going to have another. Y'all ain't gonna have a uh, director here soon. Yeah, so. Whew. Maybe yeah. they will. I, I think another group of filmmakers will come in before it's all said and done. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna accept this script. I think it's just this is just another chapter in the disastrous development in the Flash, and it'll make it an even better story when the movie completely doesn't get made. Whew. All right, moving on. Where are we at? So now we oh, my head hurt. we went from MCU to DC, sometimes DCU. Now let's just go to Marvel parentheses Fox. Mm-hmm. Sophia Turner said. She had an on-set altercation with a male Dark Phoenix co-star after he walked off set when it was her turn to say her lines. Jessica, <laughs> Ch- She said Jessica Chastain convinced her to stand up for herself and say something to him. Okay. Now, as you know, there aren't any new really male co-stars in Dark Phoenix as opposed to ones that were in um, uh, Age of Apocalypse, which was her first movie, if I'm not mistaken. Was she in Days of Future's Past? This is sad. <laughs> like, I would say no, but I'm also not 100%. Let's see. Sophia Turner. My guess is that it was Michael Fassbender. 
Yeah, so my yeah, my question to you is gonna be, which male co-star do you think she is referring to? It's gotta be Fassbender. Yeah, because a lot of her scenes are gonna be with Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. I don't see uh, Tyler Sheridan be the type of just like he ain't. Ah! He he probably feels it on the inside, but <laughs> yeah, Apocalypse was her first one. All right, so it's it's gotta be Fassbender, McAvoy, Sheridan, Cody. Fee, McPhee, Faye, whatever his name is, who plays Nightcrawler. Um, yeah. What's his name? Quicksilver. What's his name? Um, uh, Evan Peters. Yeah. It's got to be one of them. Or um, Beast, Nicholas Holt. Which one of them seems like the it, guy? It got to be uh, Fastbender. Fastbender got the walk-off vibe. Out of all of them, he does, but that just seemed weird. He also don't seem... Oh, he, out of all of them, he does seem like the uh, who would be the most rudest. Yeah, but, but <laughs> it, unless it gets maybe it could surprise us, and it been uh, Ty Sheridan getting angry, or that's see. when she, she shouldn't be afraid to stand up to him. Yeah. She's bigger than him, even though Ty Sheridan got the school shooter vibe. Like he'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna clap this whole setup. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all give me my way." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> It gotta be Fastbender, but I know um, what's her name, Alicia Alicia Vikander wasn't having that when he came home. Yeah, so and she probably sent him back, said go apologize. That's just it crazy. can't be James McAvoy. He seems nice. Yeah, and he he just split. Yeah, he maybe he was like he got in the mood where he was kidnapping girls. So yeah, maybe he was stuck in his Nicholas got lost Holt a little bit. Maybe Nicholas Holt got a little. Yeah, maybe he's still mad that he ain't with uh, Jennifer Lawrence anymore, so he's just taking his rage out on all female actresses. Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, I'm gonna have to go with Michael Fassbender as well. It, it has to be between Fassbender or Ty Sheridan, whoever got the most scenes, like the characters with more scenes with her. So, yeah, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy seem like the two like serious actors that they they take the craft of like the the way people are delivering lines and if they're messing up or not. That probably gets frustrating to them. Yeah, but the thing with Michael Fassbender, let me look at his filmography. Oh, he's on a maybe he's, he's also he's on, his, he's on a losing streak. He's on his downfall. Yeah, so maybe he's also mad about that. He's like nobody saw the Snowman. All right, here's his movies because he ain't even got that many. Three hundred. Did not know he was in that. <laughs> Angel, Hunger, Eden Lake, Blood Creek, Fish Tank, Glorious Bastards, Man on a Motorcycle. Oh, that's whack. Centurion, Jonah Hex, Ugh. Jane Irie, X Men First Class. So what did we know him from before? I think Hunger's the movie that got him a little famous. Yeah. I ain't never seen it. And then, uh, but for some reason, when X Men First Class came out, obviously I recognized James McAvoy. I could have sworn I recognized Matt uh, Fassbender, but based on these movies, what would I have? Rec- I wouldn't have recognized him from Three Hundred. I think I just recognized him from Name because if I'm yeah, not mistaken, he was getting world. nominated for stuff. Right. So then they got him. I was like, okay, that's a name. A Dangerous Method, Shame, Shame. Pitch Black Heist, Haywire, Prometheus, 12 Years a Slave, The Counselor, One, Frank, X-Men, Days of Future Past, Slow West, Macbeth, yeah, Steve really Jobs, name actor. X-Men, Apocalypse, The Light Between Oceans, Trespassed Against Us, Assassin's Creed, Ugh. Song to Song, Alien Covenant, The Snowman, Dark Phoenix, and Kung Fury 2, which is not out yet, but... Yeah, he's just a name actor. Yeah, he, he seems he comes off as one of them actors that you see yeah. in the Oscar noms every year, but the snowman's not going to get it done. <laughs> Assassin's Creed isn't going to get uh, it done. 
was trespassed against us. I don't like this picture. I ain't going to get it done. The the light between oceans. I remember this coming up. Him and his lady. Yeah, this is not it. Steve Jobs. I forgot he played Steve Jobs. That was a great movie, too. Just didn't do anything. Yeah, Macbeth. So so basically, the last time he did his real acting was 2015 when Steve Jobs came out. Whew. Back in your bag, Mike. Unless you want to count be- the snowman, but a podcast I listened to called How Does It Get Made just recently did the snowman on it, and it sounded bad. <laughs> it was whack. It had was- a bunch of different actors originally attached to it. I bet, and you can tell because it just whack. It was just, just, just a whack movie. Let me see if they... Because originally, uh, Martin Scorsese was going to direct it. Oh, so that movie been real good then. Uh, but he he left and he just produced it. I uh, know he so he clearly didn't do anything. It was supposed to. Nah, I'm taking up too much time trying to figure out. <laughs> there were some other actors in it, but I know they uh, people talked about how uh, Val Kilmer sound in it, but um. Uh, because I think they dubbed his dialogue in the movie. Cause, um, that shows you how much I remember. He uh, had that, uh, throat cancer and his tongue was swollen because of it. Is that thing <laughs> we're dead? I don't... Uh, let me see. Nah, he seemed to be still alive. Okay. And that cancer really... He had a, his His cancer made his tongue all big. It made him talk funny. Yes. That's weird. Anyways. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> Just save that for when he actually. Just in case. Uh, it's like he got he got a couple movies coming out. He got Top Gun Maverick coming out. Oh yeah, I forgot you in that. Yep. Him and Tommy Cruise. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, your boy Miles Teller, John Hamm. Got Miles Teller was in that. You about to make a triumphal return to the big screen? So the new people they added besides because the, they brought all the old people back. You know you got to bring the elderly people back. Yeah, they got my boy Glenn Powell in it. Uh huh. Jay Ellis. Oh, yeah, Jay, I knew it was some black guy in there. Yeah, you got to get a black guy. I thought I was going to say somebody from uh, Strata Compton, but I couldn't remember. So Tom Cruise and Val Cameron going to be looking old on this set. Yeah, but Tom Cruise got that A1 makeup, so he'll stay looking like he's 30, <laughs> 40. Um, but, yeah, also, Michael Fassbender, if this is you, you need to chill out because Sophia Turner got the Game of Thrones fans, and Game of Thrones is ramping back up like nobody's business. And... She got the Jonas Brothers fans. Mm-hmm. They Joe got a number one record on their hand. Yeah, that's crazy. Even though their song sounds like they haven't stopped recording since their last music came out. It sounds <laughs> very similar. So they might chill out before somebody run up on them and catch them slipping on some Jussie Smollett type stuff. <laughs> Why is... So he would had nothing to do with the first one, but the second. Yeah, Michael Fassbender going backwards. Yeah. He's starring in this movie with David Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep, it ain't good. It ain't looking good for you, Fast. <laughs> Lord. <sighs> All right, um, moving on. Morgan Freeman was cast in Morgan. the Hitman's wife, Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Oh, he's in that. Yep, they just keep they got him, a uh, Frank. Uh, Grillo, somebody else just joined it, so they adding a little more star power to that cast, to that average movie that's getting a sequel. Um, <laughs> if you could choose an actor to be your bodyguard for whatever reason, what actor are you choosing? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You went with the generic. Yep. Uh, Unless what? You want me to just say Jackie Chan? 
Because <laughs> I didn't say I said uh, because somebody you want to hang out with, somebody you think I hang out with Dwayne you. Rock Johnson. All right, but he seemed a little too busy for you. He probably be too busy on the phone to be protecting you. Oh, so it's gotta be like a, someone who ain't famous. Nah, I guess, basically because they got have all my time. I'm here in the counter. Let me see. Somebody used to tell me I'm a counter somehow. Who else? I said counter, kitchen t- table. Oh my gosh. You can hear in the voice the scrambling of <laughs> the scrambling of the mind to try to find some punchline to make that make sense. <laughs> Counter kitchen table. No thank you. It's a bar. Um I mean, you can go to Dwayne Johnson. Go with the Rock Johnson. I'm trying to think of people who can shoot guns. 50. Like, nah, he ain't <laughs> shot a gun like, in a long time. Like Mark Wahlberg, who was in Shooter. For all that, man, I can get Ryan Phillippe. See, I'm He's a in Shooter of the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my boy uh, Ewal Uasis. Yeah, I, that's who I was thinking about. I'm like, I'm going to get him because he could jump backwards with a dude's uh, head in his hands and slam his neck on the yeah. broken door. <laughs> yeah, and we ain't really going to have no convo because there ain't no having no conversation yeah. with him. <laughs> <laughs> like got, I, on uh, the iPhones You can ask Siri And she can translate it with, she, don't, she don't know All the languages And yeah That would take all day <laughs> I want to be about Business And you got Triple Threat Coming out too Which is only out For a day Oh so, he's in that I be, If I'm not mistaken When I saw that cast I'm like oh, This is one of the movies I think Because I saw I kept seeing uh, his so name I see you just Mistaking him for <laughs> Nah because I know Tony Jaws in it Triple. Who had those uh, classic fight scenes with Paul Walker in mm-hmm. Furious 7. And Michael Jai White is in it, ain't he? Yeah, and that's when I was like, oh, so then he can't be in this movie. That's what I'm like. <laughs> Michael Jai White brings it down. That look like him. Yeah, he's, he's, in, he's part of the cast. Okay, yeah. Got Donnie Yen in it, too. Dang. And Jet Li. Oh, so this is... Oh, I see Bruce. It's getting kind of racist. Because I see... I, oh, no, Okay. This is people you search for if your name is if you're searching for Tony. Ja. I thought it was saying movie, the cast. That would have been bananas. This movie you. stars Tony Ja, Iko Uwais, Tiger Chin. This dude named Tiger. <laughs> Scott Atkins. Oh, you know him from uh, Darth Maul. Mm. Ain't he Darth Maul? I hope not. Let me double check. Scott Atkins. Is he Darth Maul? I know I didn't make that up. He's in Doctor Strange. <laughs> I know I didn't make it up. Come on. Oh, He's somebody. about Darth Maul when you click on his uh, thing. Okay. Then who is he? He did something Star Wars related. I know I ain't tripping. Yeah. Star Wars video game? He did something? <laughs> he did Ninja Shadow of a Terror. Oh, I know who I'm thinking of, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins did the stunt work for uh, uh, Wade Wilson in X-Men, I believe. Uh-oh. Let's see if that's right. Right. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I made that up. Oh yeah, here it is. Oh, X Men Origins Wolverine. You getting your white boys mixed up? Yeah. Okay, I got it. I'm good. All right, Michael Bisping is doing another. He's doing this movie too. Okay, so he's finding his career after uh, MMA. All right, cool. So, all right, all so, right, so this movie seems like just got some good martial arts in it. Yeah, I'm trying to see Ico and Michael Jai White battle it out in the scene. He tear Michael Jai White up. <laughs> okay. Please. All right, so I want to see uh see this movie. I mean, I literally think it's only coming out tomorrow, <laughs> just for that day, and then it's probably straight to stream. Yeah, I was watching on stream. We got a sixty three percent freshness. Yeah, I 
expect a little more for all action, but it's fine. I'll probably still watch it. It will be released on Video on Demand March 22nd. Oh, yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait. Um, all right, moving forward. Destin. Oh, yeah, this is kind of a good uh, good transition. Destin Daniel Creighton, director of Short Term 12 and The Glass Castle, and Michael B's upcoming Just Mercy, will direct Shang-Chi, the Marvel movie starring a... Oh, yeah. Uh, Ico U.A.S. Hopefully. <laughs> Starring <laughs> the first uh, Asian, I don't know if you got to be Asian-American or just strictly Asian, but the first Asian character lead or whatever for the MCU got themselves a, looks like an Asian-American director, of course. Yep. Couldn't just, that'd be funny. That I, that I thought they originally, I thought the, the way his name sounded, I thought he was black. That would be funny. So they got a black dude in this movie? That's a little, that's a little weird. Um. But all right, so are you? Um, even though I, I feel like no one really knows about this guy. Yeah, I'm not too yeah. familiar. You happy with his choice? I mean, he he directs Michael B. and Just Mercy, and he did Short Term Twelve. So he knows how to work with a good actor. May mess around with Michael B. as uh, Shang Chi, and yeah. he he's already got a uh, experience working with Brie Larson. So you know, maybe if Shang Chi work out well, really well, he direct a I don't know a new Avengers movie down the line. Yeah, it can work out. It worked out with a. Uh, What's his name that directs the Spider-Man movies? Um, <sighs> fact that I can't think of the guy who directed Five Hundred Days of Summer. Nah, not that. Uh, the the the. Huh. The fact that I can't think today. <laughs> the one who directed Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. What was his name? <laughs> this is sad. Spider-Man his name was directed by today is it's not John Watts. Okay. He yeah, came right. from like a not really knowing who he is. Uh I knew the movie he directed Cop Car with uh Kevin Kevin Bacon? Yeah, Kevin Bacon. But I didn't know him from anything else and now he's able to direct this and direct uh continue directing the Spider-Man franchise. Maybe he'll be the second director to do a trilogy in the MCU. You know, this is is the first, obviously. This is just good to see that uh, the Shang-Chi movie is actually getting off the ground. You know, it's so weird. We can't get no... uh, They didn't want to do Daredevil or Punisher or Iron Fist has no movie, but we can do Shang-Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi has Netflix written all over it. But we'll I guess see how, got, all I know is them, them future Avenger team about to look crazy. They about to, they probably going to be stronger than the the current one. Because once you take Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow out and you replace them with the likes of yeah. <laughs> anybody, you already got a stronger team. Yeah, Brie Larson pairs right up with Thor, if not stronger. And uh, Doctor Strange is up there with... I keep forgetting there is only one single Doctor Strange movie. Right, they're quietly developing that one. Makes yeah, it seem like it's not happening. Uh, you got your Black Panther, of course. It's like a mix of Iron Man and Captain America, Spider Man. So they got they got a nice little team. It's just gonna look weird together, but hopefully, when you actually see it, it looks a lot more normal. So we'll see how it actually plays out. But this is just cool, you know. They everybody talks about oh, we're gonna have a woman lead, or oh, we're gonna have a a gay lead or not Asian lead, all these things that aren't people are accustomed to seeing, and the fact that they're slowly going about the business of coming up with it soon. You know, got the director, the writer, getting the stars for Black Widow off the ground is cool. Now they got this, so step in the right direction. So I'm happy to see it. 
Um, speaking of the MCU, Noah Howley, I think that's how you pronounce his name, said Kevin Feige has asked about the Doctor Doom script. Oh, yeah. And he said he would want it to be a geopolitical Doctor Doom movie. Boring. <laughs> As opposed to a regular superhero movie. So with that uh, said, mind you, Doctor Doom was one of those Fox movies that they were trying to get off the ground then that they said was canned. Now, apparently, Kevin Feige is hitting that it might not be if once the deal goes through, which is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. But my question, to, my question to you is, should this geopolitical, quote-unquote, Doctor Doom movie be incorporated into the MCU? Man, I feel like when Kevin Feige was asking him, uh, asking him about the Doctor Doom script, I don't think he was asking him, like, tell me about it. Let's see, are you, where are you at? Are you working? I think he was literally doing, like, Tell me about it. Like, in a way, like, you ain't making that, so just like, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> like, what idea was you <laughs> so, using? Yeah, so you might as well stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's more saying, like, tell me why you're doing that. So, I, I don't think that a, not no solo Doctor Doom movie. Yeah, don't you dare drop a solo Doctor Doom movie before <laughs> the Fantastic Four yeah. gets a right, a right attempt. I think maybe he wants to hear about it to see if maybe this guy would want to write maybe the... The like the Fantastic Four movie or something like that, not him doing the Doctor Doom. I do not want to see him write a Fantastic Four movie, and <laughs> only because I feel like his mind is in the same frame as Josh Trank's. Yeah, and like no, how he makes great like TV shows and stuff. Like Legion is like a great show. It's super weird. So seeing him like go from this to doing like in the vibe of the MCU, even if he put his own spin on it. I think would just be a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> but he can write something. I'm pretty sure he can like change it to where it has the best of his world and the best of the MCU world and put it together. So, you know, um, yeah, I don't think this is him basically saying this is going to be some sort of movie. Only thing I could see it is like within the Disney Plus, but uh, yeah. I don't want to do some weird shows on Disney Plus yeah, so far. So they, they seem like they're able to try new or different and new things but only thing with that is i don't want to see a dr doom solo joint without seeing him in the fantastic four first yeah and we know if they they put him on the show he will not be in no fantastic four movie that would be a weird transition seeing a villain origin tv show or movie on the streaming service and then somehow he's on the big screen and probably acting completely different so yeah i think this was just conversation that's why, because uh, Holly said that he hasn't even got back to him yet. So he's like, oh, yeah, I just generally wasn't asking about like <laughs> yeah. a potential job. I was just curious. <laughs> I heard he was writing it. Yeah, so I was just, just saying, interested. Yeah, that's how it was going. Uh, all right, moving over to Creed. Dolph Lundgren said Apollo Creed was to appear in Creed 2 in like ghost form in that's early weird. drafts of the script. <laughs> uh, would that have been a good idea? Probably, probably would have looked very silly, yeah. but maybe like in that dream or something, just with ghost form. Now you're getting like a supernatural type movie. Yeah, that feels like the old Rocky movies, not these crazy movies. Yeah. yeah. Even though I felt like I was in some sort of nightmare when Michael B was acting bad for a hot second. But yeah, that, that, that could have been a dream sequence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, him just like. Dad, <laughs> like the, the little uh, the the smoke or the fog by his feet. They probably saw the scene in Black Panther where old boy's eye was sliding down his face. 
And it was like, we can do the same type of dream sequence in, nah, in our movie. That's different. One of those people got, they got vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> They're able to do wild stuff like that. Y'all don't even know. Y'all got to the death of boxing matches as it looks, and people walk away yeah. just with some scratches and stuff. But whatever. But yeah, I think uh, Dolph Lundgren but hit to too many times. Yeah, I think he just made that up. Yeah, he's just talking. <laughs> Some of these people just be talking. Like, whatever come, you if you either ask him something or if something just popped in his head, he's just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm glad they didn't go in that direction. That just seemed like it wouldn't have worked. Um, and I also trust Ryan Coogler. I don't think he'd have been yeah. like, that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll go back. ahead and do the dream sequence. <laughs> uh, we're shooting the dream sequence here in a little bit, guys. We're getting ready. <laughs> All right, we spoke about Shazam a little bit ago, so this probably warm your little cold heart. Sham, I said Sham. Shazam is tracking <laughs> to gross around $40 million opening weekend, which would make it DC's lowest. <laughs> is that going to be right, or is it going to surpass expectations? Uh, Mind you, Us would just been out for about a week or two, so it'll probably be making about $10 million by then. Yeah. Avengers Endgame would be out in about two weeks after that. One Dumbo would have been out for a week. It's flying by. Yes, I don't like it. I'm about to get older in a second. Yeah, my the age <laughs> I'm turning. <laughs> Painful. Oh. Uh, I, I think around that number should be about right. That'll make me satisfied if it's the lowest, because then we won't get that movie again. So it has the legs though. Once it, once all the reviews come out, A plus, ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Good I, word of mouth. I'm confident this ain't gonna be a high percentage. I'm confident. <laughs> all right, well, that that we're gonna we're gonna see about that towards the end of the show. But <laughs> all right, okay, I'm already seeing where you're going. But um, yeah, I think I think forty's about right. You yeah, know? that's good. That's good enough. So maybe a calm DC down. Now I need Morbius to flop <laughs> so it can calm uh, <laughs> Sony Pictures down. Um. All right, we're about to move over back to the MCU because we all know I'm A1 with the... Steak sauce? No, with the transitions. Uh, Now I'm about to read what the original Captain Marvel ending was going to be. Not the one that is in theaters where she flies off with that one guy with the scrolls and his family and writes uh, vows to find him a place to live and also take out the Kree. The original ending went like this as told by Debbie Berman, who was an editor on the movie. She said, I did actually suggest some tweaks to the ending of the film. It used to end with Carol flying off into space alone, and I find that a bit jarring. Like, where exactly was she going? What was she doing? It felt like we needed a stronger visual to assert a more specific justification for her leaving and disappearing for so many years. She said the new moment added a sense of purpose. It made it easier to believe that she left her newfound life on Earth because she was with a friend we knew she cared about and for more for a more specific mission. Gave it more resonance and closure to her final moment in the film. Are you happy they changed the ending? Or you would have been fine with that other ending? Uh, I think I'm uh, I'm fine with this current ending. Uh because the endings to these movies don't necessarily even matter because we're just waiting for the the connector piece to the next film. So whatever y'all show us at the very end is not what we're going to remember at the very end. What we're going to remember is her little peekaboo appearing in the lab <laughs> with, uh, with the other Avengers. 
So, man, I mean, we're flying off by ourselves. I ain't gonna really. That's like that ain't the last thing I'm gonna say, sir. True, yeah. but that just. Well, the one thing I was really interested in seeing in the movie is why she was gone for so long and, like, what made her stay away. So, if she literally would have just flew off, it would have been like, job here done. Yeah. I'm out, y'all. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, then. <laughs> what kind of person are you? This is like, she just, it just all was leading up to make it seem like there was a specific reason. So, if they didn't give a specific reason, then I thought that had been very weird. Like, Someone was just like, she's like, yeah, I'm about to just chill out with in, in the stars. Hit me up when things get bad. But I needed something more than that. Yeah. So I'm glad they went with this ending and gave her, even though I was still hoping for something a little different. I don't know what exactly I was looking for. But the the current ending, I think, works with like in the direction I was going. But that other ending just seemed like we got exhausted writing this script. <laughs> we really don't feel like ending it. Uh, a certain way but then once things started connecting and they needed to end it a certain way I think that's when they was like alright we're gonna go back and change it yeah alright to moving on the curse of La Lona actually has the Conjuring universe connection so the pastor or preacher or something from Annabelle makes an appearance in this movie and as the same character uh, establishing 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 that this is in the Conjuring universe Mm mhm you happy about this? Uh, I mean, don't necessarily change things for me. But so is this based on a true story? Because my original understanding <laughs> of this Conjuring universe okay. is that they were based in true stories. The main ones are based a hundred percent on true stories. Fake. Yeah, the spinoffs are fake. Now, what, the only thing that makes this in the Conjuring universe is that he was in an Annabelle movie. Yes. So that that doesn't mean he's a real person. But no. in Annabelle 3, aren't the Warrens in there? Yes. Is that a true story? Their scenes are. <laughs> <laughs> so when this movie, when this movie come out, yes. Are they going to say based on a the scenes with the Warrens in it are true? They'll probably say partially based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Did they even say that for Conjuring 2? Probably not. Basically, I said, forget it. It don't matter. Y'all no, ain't going to believe no, it anyways. Yeah, yeah. But we just going to tell y'all, all the stuff that we do with their cases are based on real stuff. <laughs> they even say in the case, the new one that it was probably be about, is still based on a real life case. You can take that Connor how you want. Was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> if that was true. But yeah, they had a lot of demons they was fighting off in that movie. When are they going to do uh, Crooked Legs or whatever his name is? Well, make sure La Lorna is successful. It's already getting good reviews. But that ain't what we asked for. <laughs> so, like, what you getting it? <laughs> it, probably ha- it probably was a regular horror movie that it James was producing. <laughs> it was like, is there any way you can force let's, this into the Uber Pop? Or something. Conjuring movie just to, just to build up more anticipation for it. He's like, all right, I'll put one character that nobody remembers, and <laughs> I'm going to throw him in the movie. I don't know this information now, and when I go see that movie, I'm not going to remember that's yeah. what he's from. Because <laughs> I barely remember Annabelle. Yeah, because it was, wasn't good. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think I've seen the second one, so. The second, was the second one better? I would probably say the first one was more entertaining. Yeah, I think, I think I'll probably say the second one was a little worse. They were both just eh. Yeah. And the nun was just whack. <laughs> so. so, so far... Yeah, they ain't really Maybe swinging the, in 
Swinging out the park with the spinoff. Dang, but they shouldn't have spoiled that yet because what if you happen to have recognized that guy? Ain't no way I would have. <laughs> now, people did. Yeah. Like when they was watching that, when they actually saw the movie, they was like, is that the guy from Annabelle? Maybe they should have <laughs> just at the, when you go see the movie at the end, just like how it says Captain Marvel will return or Captain America or Iron Man will cool. They say, uh, you know, Doctor <laughs> Horatio <laughs> will return in right? Conjuring Three or whatever. Now He's you like, gotta, huh? Now this you, is a Conjuring movie. Now you got to make it that far. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm staying all the way through the yeah. credits. If it y'all got to do it immediately when it go off. <laughs> boom, that's the first thing you see. Then credits. I be partially leaving before the movies off. Sometimes only Marvel movies. So I sit comfortably in my seat, knowing that I got to stay for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. All right, this one is probably gonna get you riled up. Christian groups are mad that anti-abortion movie, Unplanned, got an <laughs> R rating. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Now, apparently, this movie is getting released wide in like the next week or two. Okay. but uh, So they're mad that the movie got an R rating. It got a, The MPAA gave it an R rating for disturbing slash bloody images. They clearly show something crazy. <laughs> so does the rating even matter? Because this is a Christian movie, and it's not like these movies are well-seen. Christian movie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy, but <laughs> ain't nobody really seeing these movies all like that, except for if you're uh Yeah, you, if, if you go see it, you're going to see it, so... Yeah, you know that it's out. You have to you have to tell me this is a Christian movie for me to know that it's a yeah. Christian movie. That does sound kind of crazy. R-rated Christian, Christian movie, they're usually <laughs> PG. Yeah. There better be some very disturbing images, because if that makes, it makes it me want to see R, it. <laughs> Let me see this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what's got this up in arms. I mean, Passion of the Christ was rated R, and that was a Christian movie. What was yeah, that? Nah, I guess that was, was kind of like a, just about a Christian or something. Christian images. I don't know nothing about no. Yeah, religion. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I was under the assumption that uh, Easter was about Jesus used to just hide eggs. <laughs> what is Easter about? The the rabbit took his shine just like Santa Claus took his shine as well. Yeah. <laughs> I should teach. I should teach a Bible study class or something. <laughs> All right, moving on to a movie that comes out this weekend. Jordan Peele initially thought that Winston Duke might have been too tough to portray his role in Us. You know, <laughs> you don't even look tough at all. <laughs> you know, if you know who Winston Duke is, he played M'Baku in Black Panther. So uh, Jordan Peele thought, like, dang, I don't know if he'll be able to play this type of role because they're two different people. But he was saying he ended up just, once he, like, he saw him, he ended up having that just charisma and that that the acting skills to make it seem like, or make you try to forget that he was this menacing, strong, tough presence in Black Panther, even though he's playing almost a complete opposite in Us. But is that a justifiable reason for not to give uh, Winston Duke, or almost not give Winston Duke the role? Nah, because you got to go based off his acting skills. And Winston Duke doesn't necessarily come off tough to me, so I'm not sure <laughs> what uh, Jordan was seeing, but... He saw menacing. He saw, <laughs> he saw big fighter. and black. Yeah, yeah. he saw... He saw uh, Kimbo. Ooh, all right. Well, he is playing him. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean, I'm glad he didn't, unless he was going what? Who was going to give it to? Michael B or what's his name is not tough? Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, I can see him being like next in line. Yep. Or uh, what's his name? Star Wars. <laughs> John Boega. I can see John Boega that playing that That would have been role. such a weird... For some reason, John Boyega and Lupita is a weird couple. I don't know why. They from the same place. 
They sure speak. No, I feel like Lupita got no accent. Yeah, nah, she gotta have she an accent. Does she? I've seen her in multiple movies. This is <laughs> today has been very weird of things I need to look up. Lupita, she yeah, she got Gotta have an accent. She has some sort of accent. I've seen Black Panther like three times. <laughs> I've seen her in other stuff too. That's why I've seen her in interviews. Lupita. This is sad. Nuango. I just seen her in this Alabama interview. Is that an accent? Ellen, stop talking. Nah, that's a normal voice. Yeah, what voice is this? So John Boy Edgar can do the normal voice. Yeah, we seen him in the circle. Uh, we seen him uh, in Star Wars where he had to do the uh, American voice, but Daisy really got to keep the accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. But yeah, so, I mean. No I one is you're... even telling me if Winnie the... Am I the only one that thinks Winnie the Pooh's an imaginary friend? <laughs> That's why I thought this thing was the whole time because he was a kid. Like, they would go away. He wouldn't always be with them. They are based off of emotions. They definitely are based off of emotions because we can pinpoint each emotion. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Specifically you, my friend. You're depressing. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is gluttony because he, the whole beginning part of that movie, his head stayed in a honeypot. <laughs> Yeah, Tigger has got ADHD. Yeah, they said imaginary plate. What? No one's saying anything. Now I'm looking up stuff. <laughs> Return to the Hundred Acre Woods. They said it's a s- sequel that came out in 2009. I'm like, a sequel to what? <laughs> the original? A book? That is that crazy. That came out a million years ago? So what is all this other stuff? It's a brand new character, Lottie the Otter. That sounds whack. <laughs> what is Lottie Dottie? We like the otter. And I forgot all about this movie. Goodbye, Christopher Robin. With uh, Dom, Hall, Dom Hall Gleason and Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. Didn't that come out kind of recently? Uh, that came out the year before Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah. I think I confused that movie with Christopher Robin. I was like, wait, I thought that movie was this movie. But then I was like, yeah, it was just too much. And this was about the, the writer. So, what is is this? I literally typed in, is Winnie the Pooh imaginary? And they are not giving me no information as if he's imaginary. They're like, yeah, you the only idiot who out here. Yeah. Is Winnie the Pooh alive? They did say he's a teddy bear, though. So, I guess he is a stuffed animal. I'm getting these uh, Winnie the Pooh facts. <laughs> uh, Alright, anything else you want to touch on before we hit the weekly Geely segment? Not that I can think of. All right, you got any nominees then? Nah. All right, well, I got two for you. Got two weekly GD nominees, a.k.a. the newly titled Punishment segment. First up, we got Rudy Dolezal, Queen's music video director. He's getting nominated for saying a Bohemian Rhapsody sequel is being heavily discussed. Oh, my gosh. Goodness. Uh, I mean, instantly, people who worked on that movie said that is false. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he said the sequel would start after the live A performance, which was like the last scene in the movie. Uh, mind you, in the movie, they do that, uh, you know, after the performance, they do the whole, like, they show you pictures and they show you, give you quick updates on where everybody is at now. 
So it really would have made sense. Also, ain't nobody trying to see no movie, no Queen movie without Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We, he already got AIDS in the movie. We ain't trying to see his fight with AIDS if it ain't got nothing to do with uh, his rise and decline yeah. from fame. And then uh, your next nominee is Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, a.k.a. the Transformers. Transformers franchise producer. He's produced like every Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. He's being nominated for saying a sequel to The Last Night along with a sequel to Bumblebee is d- being developed. More, uh, my issue was more with The Last Night. Yes. Why th- Why did he call that out specifically? <laughs> yeah, like, he's basically saying there's another Transformers, like, mainstay movie in the works that will continue on from where The Last Night took things, which it took things into the doghouse it took things into just purgatory. That movie didn't make no money. It wasn't good <laughs> at all. Uh, Bumblebee left us under the impression that things were getting slightly rebooted based off of how things were going on in that yeah. movie. So we thought we was done with those Transformers movies. But according to him, that is not the case. So between Rudy Dolezal and D. Bonaventura, who are you nominating for the Weekly Geely this week? I'm going to go with the dude from Transformers because, granted, saying a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, is wow. pretty <laughs> is pretty nuts. He just seems dumb. Like that, That's why the producers and stuff merely shut it down. Like, nah, this is not impossible. <laughs> it don't make sense. But a sequel to Transformer last night is full-on delusion that that was a success. <laughs> full-on delusion that people still want it. Maybe he's like, all right, that one was just a one-off. That was just a mess-up. We, we're allowed one mess-up. They had three already. <laughs> yeah, he's out of his mind. All right, Lorenzo, you are on uh, punishment, sir. Go sit in the corner and go get another job. Cause you've yeah, been, do something else. You've been getting these nice checks for these Transformers movies, but... <laughs> Like it's just time to move on to something else because maybe it's your dead brain that's really driving this franchise down the drain. Mind you, none of them were really liked critically, but the people yeah. liked them. They liked the first one. Yeah, the first one was good. Uh, the second one was a, it was it was it was okay back then. The third one I thought was really good and it came out. Now when I watch it, I'm like, oh, this ain't got the same lasting power. So and then don't even get me started on Rise of the Dinosaurs or whatever that fourth one was called. What's that fourth one called? Age of Extinction. Yeah, there you go. Is that what it was called? Did you watch that yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) You play that road off the tongue. Yeah, that came too. That came. I don't know how that just. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. Dude, quietly got the whole Transformers (laughs) franchise on box set. Flew out of my mouth. (laughs) That's crazy. I'm really sitting here shocked that I thought it was common knowledge. That they were figments of Christopher Robinson's imagination. I thought that was a known thing. I'm reading things, stuff that <laughs> scientists and cons- conspiracy theorists are talking about how this is possibly uh, Winnie Pooh may not exist. I thought he just didn't exist. <laughs> like, nah. Could he have I thought it was like kind of t- maybe not necessarily didn't exist, but more like Toy Story like where only he could see them and play with them and stuff and then when other people were around they would just be stuffed animals you need to do an in-depth dive on the old cartoons and the old books yeah this is crazy and figure out why he don't wear pants yeah i saw an article when they were talking about where he got his red shirt from what the bloods the bloods <laughs> yeah, jumped, they, him in. Got jumped in <laughs> he used to walk around butt naked i suppose if this was a figment of his imagination and christopher robin was imagining with no pants 
Yeah, <laughs> he a little yeah. Weird. I'd rather him be butt naked, Christopher. <laughs> you a weird. Yeah, they saying Pooh Bear represents a eating disorder, piglet anxiety or depression, rabbit OCD, Tigger ADHD. I mean, that's it's common. That's just common. You yeah, can watch that. Normal. I want to know. <laughs> no one. I got something first. I invented him being a figment of Christopher Robin's imagination. Oh man. Yeah, well. All right, let's move on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment of the show. We got a couple movies to resolve. No revolving door. Huh? Uh, that's one you need to think about. Nah, I ain't thinking about nothing. All right, first up, we got Triple Frontier. Okay. About to type that in, see where that is sitting on the Rotten Tomatoes meter. Apparently, they're talking about how this movie could have a, a sequel. Mm. I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's sitting at a nice, solid, wow. 72% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Dang. I gave it a 53%. Mm-hmm. You gave it a 72%. Right on the money. Yes, I finally did it. Right on the money. Yes. Uh, we should have gave that like... We should Yeah, that's because like of money. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you get it right... Wait, I feel like back in the day, before we? We, originally we said if you get it right on the money, something. But because what? it's been so long and we never did it, was it two points? Was it? It had to have been. We, we, so we just sat. If it, if we didn't say something, that means we just was like, if we get it right on the money, yeah, it was it's like, like whatever, cool, man. man. <laughs> I mean, make it two points. At least All right. now. Something. I'll try <laughs> to remember. All right, so two points for if you get it right on the money. Because that would be pointless. Yeah, that would be like, oh, I got it close, but I got it right on the money. Worth the same. Yeah. I just remember, I still haven't said what movie I wanted from whatever <laughs> one. Yeah, I have no clue what that was from. <laughs> I think it was from this. From winning this for last year. <laughs> and we are it. deep. <laughs> I just must not want it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look that up because I will ne- if I barely remember this part, there ain't yeah, no this way I'm gonna remember. Okay. Um yeah. all right, then we got Wonder Park, which is sitting at uh well first that makes the score eight to six now. All right, then Wonder Park, let's see what this poorly rated movie is. I heard from a kid that this movie was too childish. Yeah, that's that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's sitting at a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeeks. I gave it a 63%, mm-hmm. and you gave it a 43%, giving you the W there. All right. I had a good little week. All right. I'm, I lost my ground fast. All right. Next, we got Five Earthquake. Feet Apart. Oh, my gosh. That movie is sitting at a 52%, and it's sitting in the green because it already made its money back plus some. Okay. Uh, shout out to Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Tube nose in that movie. <laughs> I gave it a 40%. Mm-hmm. You gave it a 34%. Giving me the victory there. What was its freshness? 52. That is a little high, it seems. And I believe Nancy Drew in The Hidden Staircase came out. I believe it did as well. <laughs> I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. Nowhere near the top. So it must have came out in one theater then, because this movie popping. I want to see that movie Climax. I'll be hearing some things about it. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, Nancy. Not <laughs> Can I type in Nancy Drew? Nancy Drew. Come on. There we go. 2019. Sophia Lillison got that pull to get it in the top 10. 
I know this movie came out. That's only someone trying to break into the studio. Really does trying to get to the wall. All right, yeah, it came out on the fifteenth. All right, so this movie is sitting at a nice seventy-six percent. Dang, I gave it a thirty-five <laughs> percent. You gave it a forty percent, giving me the L and you the W there. Yeah, I definitely didn't see this in the 70s. So that moves the lead up to... All right, so I'm not mistaken. This should be 9 to 8. Yeah, because I've done 46. Yep, so 9 to 8. So what was once a four-point lead is now a one-point lead. (laughs) So hopefully I can get back on my A game. Let's hear this whack No, I'm just waiting for you because I'm. I say too many good lines. You, I got you too many fire. You bars. don't say enough. I got fire bars. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, uh, so first up, we got unplanned. <laughs> what are you giving this Christian anti-rated R abortion movie? I'm giving unplanned at forty-three percent. All right. I'm giving it a high score. Forty. <laughs> forty-three. I'm going to go ahead and rock with, I'm going to go 33. There's really no number in my head for this, but I'm going to go low, limbo. All right. Let's do Shazam. What are you giving Shazam? Shazam. I'm going. You going with your heart or are you going with? 60%. All right. Seemed like you went a little bit above there. Yeah, I went above because the worst case scenario. All right. I'm going with 76%. Originally, I had 66. I'm like, no, no, no. I got to dock it some points. <laughs> the people are speaking and they're saying it's good. No. So I'm thinking, and well, you know, once it actually comes out and the real critics come and pan it for being too cheesy and stupid <laughs> and too corny. Think it'll even out at seventy six percent. So that's what I'm riding with for Shazam. You rolling with sixty, and unplanned. You went with forty three. I went with thirty three. Alrighty, well, guess this has been another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal. What should Jilly. we call it? The podcast. It is your boy, uh, Leo Archibald, aka Leo the Average, aka the guy no one knows. But don't forget that it is Nathan Marvel, Wonder Nate, mm-hmm. Five Nate Apart, <laughs> Nate Feet Apart, No Manchas Netas Too, okay. Captive Nate, Native State, <laughs> Alita Battle Nagel, Nalita Battle Angel, Green Nate, or the classic Nate book. Fitbit Messiah himself, the one and only. Don't get it twisted. Like cornrows. Okay, I don't twist my cornrows. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know the process. Yeah. I ain't never you had them. know when you be braiding your man's Mario's hair. Uh, you the one who just went to that pandemonium tour and when he sung that song, you I, lost it. I did not go to the pandemonium like, tour. Braid my hair. Come on and braid, braid my, my hair. hair. Did R. Kelly write that? (laughs) 
Let me look that up. <laughs> like he did. <laughs> that uh, sounds like some R. Kelly would write. see. It was fire, R. so it definitely Kelly. had to be Robert Kelly. Braid my hair. Was he braiding a little girl's hair? Is that where he got the hair braidier? Braider. No, not that. Why did he have a big old chain of two C? <laughs> oh, man, he was starting to lose it during his career. I mean, Mario braid my hair. Who wrote this song? <laughs> Yuck. He looks nasty. Nostrils for days. Yeah. Who wrote this? He, I know he didn't write it. Uh, it wasn't written by. Didn't R. Kelly write something for him? This was written by Harold Lilly. Hmm. Well, he's posted up on that car with that big jersey. Yeah, big 19. <laughs> That's what I said when I turned 19. I'm big 19, y'all. Uh, Mario. Let me not get the click and stuff, because then I'll go down a wormhole <laughs> looking at different I bought things. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, it went gold. Yeah, that helped. Because I had it once I heard, I want to know your name, man. I want to know if you got a man. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know everything. This is know. a superstar tour. Bow Wow. Yep. ROC. Who? Denim. Oh, he was on the uh, Like Mike soundtrack. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you got Nick Cannon. Okay. Aja. Okay. <laughs> I guess back then, Jeanne. Yeah. Well, better known as <laughs> I go. Marcus Houston. All right. B2K. Dang, who's opening on that tour? Because we know who's closing. It says Mario is one of the opening acts. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he opened definitely. <laughs> Janae definitely had to have opened uh, back she then. Yeah, one song. <laughs> nah, she just came out with like B2K and Marcus Season. Yeah. Dang, who, he have any features on this? He he uh, mentioned Braids quite a few times. Yeah, a song with Chick with the Braids. He had like nothing. He has a Japanese bonus track. What was on there? Oh, Just a Friend 2002, the old school version. Don't know what that means. Yeah. He was in a uh, step up. Mario, what's Mario's last name? Not Winans. Mario. I said, what is Mario's last name? Barrett. Mario Barrett. He's thirty-two years old. That's R.J. Barrett's brother. His older brother. <laughs> his older singing brother. Oh. Let me look at what he's done in his life. All right, he had Mario. He had Turning Point. What was on Turning Point? Probably nothing good. Damn, he cut the braids off after one album. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, enough of that. Oh, you should let me love okay. you. Let, let me be the one to give you everything you want. Oh, we saw him in, on tour. Oh, yeah, we did see him. And Kelly Rowland and was T-Pain. It T-Pain. So I've seen T-Pain twice in my life. I've seen Travis Scott about three times. Yes, your boy. Kendrick Lamar twice. I've seen Yonce and... Uh, he had Jadakiss, he had T.I., he had Baby Sham, he had Juvenile, and Cassidy. Oh, this was a lyrical album. <laughs> Cassidy came with the bars. I yeah, know that. Mr. Chickens. I can't wait. That battle was coming up. He he is currently 5,001 5, and oh right now, he says. <laughs> he ain't never uh, lost a battle. There's so many delusional people out there. Uh, let's see. And then he had Go, which was three years later. And he hits off of this. How do I breathe? Is that a hit? Someone <sighs> tell me how do I breathe with no air? <laughs> I say, What's that? Yeah, oh, that's nah. George Sparks. <laughs> then he had DNA two years later. 
I know that was whack. DNA had breakup. Yeah, he didn't. It's by him. Bangladesh. He had no more. He had no more fire after so the first gone. two albums. And then nine years later, Dancing with Shadows. Keep it. This dude has been around for a long time. And I bought, his, popping. I bought his first album in 2002. Yeah, and you were wrong. But th- that second album, I had no interest. And there was yeah, only in was 2004. It was like a two-year difference. <laughs> that's crazy. People was putting out stuff in 2004, June and era. And movies, he was in Step Up. Oh, yeah, that's when I turned thug then. Freedom Writers, Uncle P, and Destination Fame. Television shows, One on One. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, All of Us, Dance with the Stars, Love That Girl, Empire, he's currently still on, and Rent Live. First what f- was he doing on Sabrina the Teenage Witch? He was playing himself. Oh my gosh. What ep- I gotta see that episode. <laughs> <laughs> that just don't even make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> what? Him and Melissa Joan Hart? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Acting back and forth. It was season seven, so you know it's about over then. <laughs> Yeah, That's when they changed it to over. when she was uh, working at a she was working at like a newspaper company or whatever it was. Mm. Anyways, I done drug this on by talking about Mario. Did you and uh, you nope. say your goodbyes? Did I? It's a sweet lady. Would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Like a tetanus shot. So this changed from ABC. Sabrina was on ABC up until season four. Then it was on the WB. And again, WB. I'm, I'm assuming that's when things changed. <laughs> Gotta make room for these black shows. Yep, Sabrina's about to start college. <laughs> they had her in high school for four seasons. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I guess she can start as a freshman. Then okay. you had to add Soleil Moonfry. It's from. That's a stupid name. Blossom, I believe. Nope, Punky Brewster. That's a dumb name. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even do uh we didn't do Blu-rays. So, yeah. Well, we still record, actually. But we just skipped all that, went straight to the end. <laughs> uh, let's see. Blu-rays, we got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's a must-own. That's the best animated movie of the year. We got Mary Poppins Returns. That's a mice stream because before it came out, I said I'll probably go see it, and then never had any interest to go see it, because I like Emily Blunt, so I might stream it. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda up in there, and... That's it as far as new movies. So let's see if I can do a throwback. They are not re-releasing movies lately. Uh, Let's see. I can go back. I'll go back and I'll say something along the lines of... uh, All right. Maybe I can make one up off the top of my head. (laughs) Because... Forget it, I'll go in the future and then I'll just re-say it and not remember that I already said it. Uh, huh. <laughs> it used to be so many old movies that they would re-release and now I ain't seen nothing. Ain't seen nada. We'll just go, you know what, here's what I'll do. I'll go on Amazon and whatever the first movie I see when I 
go movies, music, and games. I already said that one. <laughs> like, ain't nobody coming up clutch. Ouija. Gosh. Matter of fact, the two movie collection for ten dollars: Ouija and Ouija: The Origin of Evil. I'm good on both of those. Second one was better than the first one, but the first one stunk. It definitely was, and it had my boy Wiki in it from Secret Life of an American Teenager. <laughs> uh, he got he got some new corny looking show coming out to him, <laughs> and that's all for this week. All right, well. Already says the names. Is there anybody you want to throw into the, the starting five of just whackness? Not yet. It's not time yet. Yeah, you close Grace Morris. You got real dangerously close. close. Very close. Real close. Cause we'll that see was, what else she got out. That was disturbing. I was very disturbed. <laughs> so let's just leave it <laughs> at disturbing. that. So people, people are trying. We being a lot nicer to people this year because or people are chilling. I don't know which one it is. Mm-hmm. We let's see. We gonna see. Ezra. Ezra's close too. Man, once the end of the year comes, if we still had zero starting five, petty reasons is coming Yep. <laughs> Don't like your red carpet outfit. Yeah. That's good to get you there. We should give it to Chloe Grace and rest off the simple fact that her name was Francis. Yeah. But <laughs> she didn't say, let me change my character name. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention how the, I read somewhere it says Cyborg is just done. We ain't working with uh, Ray Kenningston. What's his name? Ray Winstone. <laughs> Something. <laughs> they did that in the low. Yeah, they're saying it's not likely that we'll see Cyborg in this. I mean, you didn't have to tell us that. We just knew yeah, it. But we assumed. We see Cyborg in uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah. We watch Doom Patrol. That's just, I watch Titans, but there's just nothing in me that wants to watch <laughs> Doom Patrol. <laughs> I'm like, I got a limited yeah. amount of time. Yeah, I, I ain't going to spend all now. my time watching DC Universe yeah. shows. And I wasn't too sold on Titans, but I'm already, I am already watched the full Doom season. Doom Patrol. So. I'll be back for the second. You got, it. yeah. Brendan Fraser's on Doom Patrol. Yeah, I'm well, seen Br- Big Brendan in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I only might watch Swamp Thing because if I'm not mistaken, I thought James Wan was behind it. I, I believe he is. Yeah, so that one I might watch. So if I'm just lost at the Doom Patrol connections, then I'm just gonna be lost. <laughs> I, it should be fine because they on Doom Patrol. If I think it's Doom Patrol, they casted another person to play. Uh, they have somebody on there as Deathstroke, which I believe this is the fourth live-action oh, Deathstroke. Yeah, that. That's crazy. And it ain't Joe Magn... No, because this is yeah. something different. Just let him play it on TV. It's got to the point where he should play the least. Let him be it on TV. <laughs> yeah, he's like, do a spinoff. Just do it a TV show, because the movies ain't working. Get, ooh, Netflix should try DC. Never mind, I can't. They got the DC <laughs> app. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. We already saw the deal with Marvel, which I don't get why they're going to finish out Jessica Jones. <laughs> so we already made it. That's so That's so crazy. I still haven't watched Punisher. Put that on ice. <laughs> Put Jessica Jones on ice. And now we already made it. Because I read an article. They, had not, they said it like we didn't know. It was like, David Tennant's not coming back to play uh, Purple Man. <gasps> Okay, he wasn't really in second season. He's just—he's dead. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stop bringing him back. Gosh, get over that stuff, Jessica. Yeah, anyway, they shouldn't—they really shouldn't hear it. Just give it to him. Let him throw it on Hulu or on the streaming service one time. Just randomly season three. <laughs> like, oh, like, dang, season three on here when that happened. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's it. All right, I guess this has been uh, another episode of the What's It Called. Um, time to end this off with the yeah. <laughs> Clutch. What? Sports. Oh my gosh. <laughs> rich Paul. Paul is rich. No, he's not.